Hello, everyone, and welcome to today's episode of the Everyday Podcast, episode number 10. Today, we're going to talk about digital marketing. I am your co-host, Andrew Sadikov, and to my left is your host, Matt Esposito. To my right is actually a new face for today's episode. Go ahead, introduce yourself. Hi, I'm Kevin Couples. And remotely, you can't see him, but you can hear him. Ted Esposito is back. Ted, say hello. Hey guys, what's going on? Ted finds his way onto the podcast every week somehow. He's always I here. Always, I always find my way on some way somehow. <laughs> so as everyone said, we got a new face here, Mr. Kevin Couples, who is a digital marketing specialist uh, at EDE. Uh, he's been with us for what, about a month? Has it been a month? Just over a month, oh, wow. yeah. So oh. it's been an eventful month, a busy month. Absolutely. Time flies uh, when you're having fun. Of, uh, mm-hmm. Lots of fun. <laughs> Tons but, of it. Um, yeah, so as Andrew said, we're going to be talking all things digital marketing today. But before we get into all that good stuff, for the audience, if you haven't checked out last episode, which was episode 9, and that was titled uh, Everyday Biz with Barter Saves. So we had the Barter Saves team on, and we talked you know, all about Barter Saves and just what barter is in general uh, and how your business, no matter if it's a small business or you know, a larger business, how you can utilize barter to your advantage. So if you haven't already seen that video, be sure to check them out. Uh, they run a great business, Barter Saves. All right, before we get into everything else, our last uh, general podcast update. So we still have that giveaway going. Uh, when you're watching this episode, there was a post about, what was it, two episodes ago on right. social media to start the giveaway. So you have to be subscribed to our YouTube and following us on Instagram, and then you have to comment uh, done on that post. And then I think tag a friend or two. I forget the exact uh, rules that we made, but I think we're giving away two $25 gift cards. Um, I don't, we're either going to do like Amazon Visa, something, you know, mainstream. We'll figure it out. So, something uh, useful, something you can def- definitely take advantage of for but, sure. Uh, definitely make sure to enter the giveaway. And we will be announcing the winner the last episode of season one, which a couple weeks ago felt so far away, but this is episode 10 already. And, you know, we're only doing 12 episodes a season. Um, so that's coming right up, which leads me into the next thing where we are happy to announce that we have officially made plans to do a season two of hey, EDP. Um, that's right. Thanks to a lot of the amazing feedback that we got from season one. Um, so we're going to be having at least 12 more amazing episodes and we'll see kind of where things, uh, things go from there. Um, so let's go, let's go over a little bit of a topics breakdown here. So we're going to obviously discuss what's digital marketing. Uh, we're going to you know, talk about the different types of digital marketing, so influencer marketing, social media, SEO, email marketing, even you know, television and radio. We're going to dive into everything a, a little bit today. Um, after that, we're going to discuss what ED has to offer in terms of the digital marketing realm. Uh, as you know, most of you already, already know, we are a full-service agency, so we That's have a right. lot to cover, <laughs> cover in that stuff. Um, and then Kevin and Ted are going to discuss their creative and analytical processes um, to the services that we offer because obviously they're both digital marketing specialists here and involved in the department in a big way. So they have a lot of information to give about how we go about things here at ED. And we'll kind of finish up with like a question segment for Kevin or Ted. It'll cover some things digital marketing and some things just job related in general. Um, So Ted, Kevin, whoever wants to start it off, why don't you tell the audience, what is digital marketing? It's a bit of a big question there. Um, I'm going to leave with the the cheesy answer, the cheesy rhetorical question to answer it and ask, you know, at this point, what really isn't it? Isn't digital marketing in 2020? Um, I mean, it's outreach, it's customer service, it's Mm -hmm. sales. At this point, if you're not doing a little piece of all of that, you're probably not doing a holistic marketing effort. Ted? 
Yeah, I think at a high level, I think uh, we all know what marketing is. It's a way to drive business to uh, or drive customers to your business. And when you add in the word digital, um, you just kind of take that to the digital world, whether it be a website or a television commercial, a radio spot, um, you know, a social media page. It's any way to attract customers and clients to your business in the digital realm. So, uh, you know, like Kevin said, it's pretty far and wide and it covers a huge, vast um, area of things. Um, but all in all, it's, it's a way to drive business online. And it's something that's more new to the industry. And I know you guys can touch upon it a little bit more, but, you know, digital marketing was, is, is very different now than it was even five years ago, let alone 15 years ago. You know, so things are changing so rapidly and obviously in digital marketing, the main thing is using this technology that's out there mm -hmm. to your advantage for your business. Yeah. Because of all the platforms that are out there. I will say, you know, I've been doing this for about eight years and five years ago we had giant Google Plus campaigns. So even right. in the realm of social media, you know, right. there there are things that were a core part of your strategy that don't even exist anymore. Right. And again, you know, when I started Snapchat was not even a thing. And now, you know, in depending on who you are and what you do, it's one of those major core parts of your strategy. No, absolutely. Sure. I think when it comes to the internet, you know, it's constantly evolving and rapidly, rapidly changing. Um, you know, the World Wide Web is, you know, about 30 years old. Um, and it's just, it's progressing ever so quickly as the days go by. So what, what was effective marketing on the internet, you know, 20 years ago, you know, feels like centuries um, to what it was 10 years ago and even even another century to what it was five years ago. And I think, um, you know, as tactics and techniques change in the digital marketing realm, um, you know, the Internet reacts, Google reacts. Um, you know, Google's probably the biggest name in the digital marketing space. They have a lot of, of power on, um, on what drives clients and customers to businesses, and they're constantly changing things as well. So, um, you know, we get notifications and emails from Google um, that says, you know, here's how we're changing this month. Here's what we're doing um, new. Here's a new policy or a new process. And you really have to uh, react to that, um, you know, in an agile, nimble way as digital marketers so that you could be, you know, ahead of the competition and on top of your game as things change. No, absolutely. Completely agree. Uh, so moving on, let's dive into a couple of the uh, main aspects of digital marketing. Uh, just for the audience, just so you know, today's going to be like a general discussion about digital marketing. We will probably have a specific episode about each topic because there's so much content to cover. Like for instance, That's just right. social media, email marketing. We could talk about. We could talk for hours about each topic. So today's just going to be like a general overview and discussion. Um, so diving in, let's start out with social media, Kevin. If you'd like to tell everyone a little bit about you know social media and what it has to offer, you know, for businesses. Sure. Yeah. I mean, so obviously we all know what social media is, right? Your Facebooks, your Twitters, your LinkedIn's, whatever your preferred platform is. Mm -hmm. um, when it comes down to business, when it comes down to marketing, especially marketing for small businesses, it's really the what I think the differentiator. You know, there's a million pop mom and pop shops. There's a million pizza places. There's a million. Um, Comic book stores, you know, <laughs> what's going what's gonna to set you apart from somebody else is the way that you present yourself on those platforms where it's mm -hmm. essentially reaching directly out to your audience. Um, so, you know, that's that's one of those areas where I think your tone, the way you speak to people, the mm -hmm. way you engage with people, um, you really need to pay a lot of attention. I mean, for me, I think it's 
really all about authenticity, right? You know, we could smell at this point an ad promotional copy coming from right. a mile away. And not just because we live in the marketing world, it's because we've seen this stuff for right. years and years and years. Right. Um, so it's an area where I think people can really showcase, or brands, companies can really showcase their personality and kind of move away from the hard sell mm -hmm. that you would see pretty much everywhere else right. that you're doing promotional work. And now, yeah, I agree. I think uh, social media is is going to be a little bit more personal than um, than what you might find on a company's website or even in person. I like to think of a company's website as being, you know, going to a professional networking event and handing out your business card, whereas the social media stuff is that follow up email that you send or that text that you send them later that says, hey, uh, you know, I enjoyed having a drink with you. Uh, you know, let's talk about sports next time or something like that. It really adds a face and personality to your brand and keeps uh, your customers um, reminded that, you know, you two are a person and, uh, you know, you have a personality. You're not just a stiff billboard on your website. Right. I actually really like that that metaphor of the business card, because, um, you know, if you're at a networking event, the social, you know, to to break it down even further, that social media part is that that great joke you told or that that conversation that you had where mm -hmm. you walk out of a place with 30 business cards, you know, and you're not going to look at each one of them and say, oh, this guy did this, this guy did that. Mm -hmm. But you say, you know, I, you know, I had a really great conversation with so and so. And right. that's, you know, the part where you establish that relationship, that persona, that's really what sticks. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, and to add to that, you know, the term social media, you know, I was I was in this industry when that term first was coined and came to be in about 2009. People started throwing this term around social media, social media. And no one really knew what it meant because it was it was all very, very new. And now right. it's, you know, in everyone in everyone's household, you, you'd be you'd be dumb not to know what social media is. Um, but just to add to that, you know, the word social, it kind of keeps people reminded that you know we are human we have social needs and it really connects your customers on a human level to your business and your company um so and then to add to that it's also it's also a good uh channel and avenue for public relations um you know if someone has a complaint or a question about your product the first thing they're going to do is go to twitter or facebook and either yell at you or praise you depending on what the issue is so it, it really opens up a, a dialogue between you and your customers um, more so than, you know, even in the 90s, early 2000s, when you would have to pick up the phone and call or even just write a letter. Um, it's not like that anymore. It's instant. You know, if I get a product in the mail that I don't like, it's just going on my phone, going right to the Facebook page and talking about it. Right. Oh, absolutely. All right. So moving on to SEO and SEM. We'll let Ted uh, start that conversation off. Sure. Yeah. So SE, SEM and SEO, what are they? What do they mean? So SEM, that stands for search engine marketing. Um, and that's the ads that you see on Google. That's the Google local listings. Um, and, you know, as much as we like to talk about Google, there are actually other search engines in the world. There's Bing, um, there's, there's Yahoo, there's, um, there's, uh, what's the other one? Um, DuckDuckGo, there's, um, Wolfram Alpha, there's there's a ton, but Google is really the giant in this space. And when you talk about search engine marketing, you're really talking about how do I get myself listed at the top of Google? How do I get myself promoted in um, in in the spotlight of their Google listing results or or the Google local results? 
Um, so there's there's many different ways to go about that. And one of those ways um, is with SEO. And what is SEO? That means search engine optimization. It's a little bit different than search engine marketing, but they're 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 kind of rolled in together. SEO is a part of SEM. Uh, and search engine optimi optimization is just basically what are the things that you can do both on a technical level and at, on a organic level that can get your your website or your social media profiles listed or ranked higher in the results of search engines, specifically Google. Um, and there's many, many ways to do this. Um, like I said, I like to break it down between technical on-page SEO and organic off-page SEO. Um, and then there's also pay, paid media and paid optimization, which you can also do as well, which also fits under the SEM category. So I don't know if you want to get uh, too much into the nitty gritty of SEO because that is a, that's a whole world in itself. Um, and I can go on and on about the different ways to optimize your website or blog. Well, um, we it is a four no, hour sorry. podcast, right? We could yeah. do this right now, right? Yeah, we'll definitely dive into the nitty gritty. Um, I do want to say going back to, you know, to keep harping on that um, that networking allegory, uh, you know, the SEO, SEM work is really what keeps your business card at the top of that pile. When somebody, you know, they leave the network, they had that great conversation with you, you know, the social media component. Um, and then doing all that work, make sure no matter how many cards they collected, how many people that they talked to, yours is always going to be the one that comes up to the top of the pile. Right. Yeah, and there's there's a shortcut to that too. You you just slip the guy at the door five dollar bill, and somehow you you get to the top of that business Great, card that pile. Is, right? So the the analogy would be that you slip Google some money, and they're going to push you up higher uh, in their ranking and their search results. So I mean, there's no there's no mystery about it. We all know that Google is pay for play, uh, but that doesn't have to be the only the only option and the only channel right. because you can you can do things using SEO. Um, to get listed higher and ranked higher without having to shell out money. Mm -hmm. um, in fact, it, you will have to put in time and effort, um, but you can always, you know, you can. The other option is to just shortcut that time and effort by just by just paying up some some coughing up some money to Google. Mm. Oh, absolutely. So, Ted, would you like to touch upon email marketing? Sure. Yeah. So, what is email marketing? Um, I'm sure we are all experienced in some form or fashion of being a a customer client or some might say victim of email marketing and basically that's when um a company you sign up for uh updates or you sign up for a certain deal um anytime you input your your email address into a company's website to get that special 10 percent off coupon you're added to a database an email marketing database from that company and they'll start pushing you ads and updates directly to your email inbox so um you know, there's ways to go about it to make it a little a little less intrusive and invasive. And, and, and the key is to produce content and create emails that people are genuinely interested and curious about. Um, you know, so there's some strategy involved to really tailor email marketing and, and make it more effective. And, and there's different ways to do that. So um, what's the first thing you see in your inbox uh, is the subject line. So a, a subject line, uh, there's a ton of, of different strategies and ideas on what makes a person want to open the email to see what's inside. And that's to tailor the, the subject line uh, and make it interesting, make it a hook. Um, you know, most inboxes just implemented recently, I think in the past two years, 
uh, the use of emojis because we're all on our phones nowadays. Mm-hmm. Uh, and when Apple and, and Android started adding emojis to your keyboard on your phone, um, you know, Google inbox, Gmail and other inboxes were like, this is a, this is a new way of communication. People are using emojis. Let's allow them in our subject lines. Right. So you can, you can add, you know, a little, a little uh, smiley face icon or an exclamation point to let someone know that this is an important deal or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, when the strategy comes in, it's like, how do you know that this was more effective than that? Right. Uh, we do something called, it's called AB testing. So um, you basically make campaign A and campaign B. That's where the AB comes from, AB testing. You see which of those is more effective, which had the most open rates and you now know based on that variable alone, campaign B was more effective uh, because it had more people open it. So we're gonna go with this subject line for the rest of the campaigns. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, I don't know how in depth you want me to get with this, Matt. I mean, I could keep going, but uh, you know, even even um, best tactics or, or best practices on the content of your email. So we can talk about all that with our clients as well. Um, what do they want to include in their email? What kind of imagery do they want to use GIFs or GIFs? I don't know how to say it. I don't know which, which I think there's a, an internet battle going on between how to say GIFs or GIFs. The but, war um, continues. Yeah, but I know, um, you know, that was another recent addition that Gmail added to their inbox uh, in the last, I think, five or five years or so was animated, animated images, which are GIFs. Um, so, you know, there's there's so many things that we could talk about on how to optimize that email marketing, um, you know, all your email marketing campaigns. Um, and, you know, all of these emails that you send from your ESP, and ESP is called a email service provider, that would be something like MailChimp. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's tons of analytics and data. So we can see uh, on the MailChimp backend or the ESP backend, who's op- who you're sending to, who's opening it, uh, you know, how often they're opening that. And we can really start to see like, hmm, this person hasn't opened the, our last six emails. Right. Why is that? What can we do to what I like to call resurrect them? You know, um, so you might want to offer, you know, find a list of all the people who haven't opened your last five emails and offer them in a substantial discount code or something like that to really grab their attention and get them to be active again on that email list. That's what I like to call resurrecting them. So, you know, there's, there's tons of different things you can do in in the email marketing world to really increase your sales, increase your engagement. Um, And I always say, you know, an email address is the most valuable thing in marketing for or for a marketer, because um, it's a direct line of communication directly into a person's inbox. Mm-hmm. I think the only other thing that might be more valuable is a phone number. But, you know, in the past 10 or so years, we've, we've learned that people find the phone number to be a little too intrusive. It's, right. it's a privacy concern. Nobody likes picking up a phone call to a marketer. So the inbox really gives people the freedom to be like, uh, you know, see the list of emails coming in. I want to read this one or that one. And you kind of have to compete for, uh, you know, their attention on on what's in their inbox. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I noticed that I do this now now more than ever. Every time, like, I see a good title, I, I make sure to write it down, you know, and utilize <laughs> it for, you know, our, our own for our, our own clients and our own marketing yeah, purposes. Yeah, the, the subject line can be uh, uh, a very difficult puzzle mm-hmm. if you don't test mm-hmm. and test Sometimes it really out. gets me. Like I, I see yeah. it, and I, maybe it's because we are marketers, but mm-hmm. like I, I really do notice it now. I, I take notice of it more than I ever have before. 
Kevin, you have anything to add about email marketing before moving on? Oh, yeah, I will say, um, you know, when when you're building that database of email contacts, um, you don't want to just push out, here's three things that happened in the last month. I like to treat them as almost like my insiders. Right. You know, this is what's coming, and you get to be the first person to experience it. Mm -hmm. Whether it's a new, you know, a new discount or offer, or we're launching a product and we want you to try it out, mm -hmm. or we need feedback from our great customers, here's a survey just for you. Right. Um, uh, like Ted said, you know, there's there's a lot of trust when you hand over an email, mm -hmm. um, and I think the best way to reward that is to create an experience where you're getting something that not everybody else that goes to the site can get. Right. Um, mm -hmm. I think uh, I think if if you don't have that kind of offer, if you don't have that kind of inside scoop, even if you know it's you know we're we're trying out a new flavor right this month or something like that, you know, um, I think that's. Uh, if you don't have something like that, I think that's the way you see all those emails kind of die and need that resurrection later on. Mm -hmm. um, so I would say, you know, that's every time you send an, out an email, uh, the first thought should be, what can I offer these people that they're only going to get because they've signed up for that list? Right. What can I reward them with? Right. Absolutely. Yeah, not only that, but also, you know, what are they explicitly interested in? So on a lot of websites, you might see, uh, you know, sign up for our updates and it's just, it's just enter your email and be done with it. But right. a, a little bit more of an effective way to, to utilize the different interests of your, of your subscribers is to offer them a form or, or some sort of choices in what they might to ask them to tell you what they're interested in and then create different lists uh, within your database that organizes those people into different interests. So like, for example, I'll use EDE as an example. Mm -hmm. You know, we have a ton of different services. And if there's a 17 or 18 year old that wants to get into uh, film production or video production, they come to our site. Um, we might ask them to sign up for our updates, right. but they might only want to be interested in the video related stuff. So right. give them the option. Um, you know, you don't want to this kid doesn't want to learn about um, HTML and web development. He's interested in the video. Right. So we're going to send him updates specifically for video. Right. Uh, and then in our email marketing database, we can have that list of these are all the people that are that want every single update that we put out. They're interested in everything. That's our all list. And right. then we have a second list that's like these are only the people that are interested in video production. And then you can kind of segment out different lists as you want and send send only relevant content to each of those lists. Yes. Um, and, and it could get you, you know, you could just fine tune it and tweak it and really dial it in to make all of your email campaigns as effective as they can be. Absolutely. Yeah, I would say um, if you work with, if you're a B2B business that also does business directly with clients, that's the most important thing to remember. Your your business to business partners probably aren't interested in the same thing that mm -hmm. your direct clients right. are interested in. Oh, absolutely. All right, so moving on to what ED has to offer in the digital marketing realm. So as I stated before and multiple times in other podcast episodes, so we're a full-service agency. So within the digital marketing realm, we offer everything from digital advertising, so dealing with Google, Bing ads, social media, so Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, YouTube, Snapchat, Instagram, you name it. Um, we also do a lot of retargeting work, sales funnels, you know, landing pages, email marketing, um, retargeting. What else am I missing that we do? SEO, SEM. Um, I panicked for a second. I don't know if you saw that. <laughs> I think that, but I think that about covered it. Ted, did I miss anything that we? Right. That we I mean, at the end of the we day, we do it all under the sun. I mean, right. we we're a one-stop shop for your digital marketing, and that 
you know, under the umbrella of digital marketing is just so many vast services and, and ways to make your business effective to their customers. And we, we will handle it all. So, um, yeah, just to reiterate that, I mean, our list of services is pretty vast. Um, but that's one of the good things about EDE is that you, you can keep it all under one, one agency. You don't have to, um, you know, outsource to different people that do different things because we all take, we take care of it all in-house. I will say as somebody who's been, you know, this is the first time I've worked as a member or a part of an agency team. Um, I've always worked on client side and I always had, we always needed social media. We always needed Google ads. We always needed photos and videos. Mm -hmm. And in, Nine times out of ten, I'm working with three or four different vendors to get that done. Right. right. And the amount of coordination, the amount of time and resources <laughs> that you have to put in it, yeah. it's enough to drive you crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I will say, you know, EDE is one of the first one of the first marketing agencies that I've seen that I've worked with. That's, yeah, we got that. Mm-hmm. Video, sure. And that photo, sure. Uh, yeah, we got that. <laughs> exactly. We got that. And we got that. I didn't know you did this. <laughs> yeah, that was when my favorite pitch when I was first coming up in the company. When I was, you know not brutally forced into sales, but had to do sales with absolutely no previous experience of it. One of my favorite pitches was, you know, you could be, I could be sitting there working on your video and I can turn to my left and immediately to my left, there's a graphic designer with years of experience and I can ask them for a graphic for a specific part of the video and it'll be emailed over to me, you know, fluidly and efficiently, you know, within an hour or something like that. And it's the same kind of idea of like not having to, um, you know, of being able to bring everyone together. And I wanted to say before when we started touching upon, you know, what we offer as far as digital marketing, at the end of the day, as a, you know, as a digital agency, as a marketing agency, I mean, everything we do is marketing. Right. So it's a difficult question to yeah. answer, of course. Of Even course. like our photos, they're marketing, right. our videos are marketing. they're digital too. There know, isn't a single right. thing that we produce, even like for ourselves as a joke, that isn't meant to, you know, right. inspire some sort of idea or emotion or market ourselves in some right. sort of good way. Yeah. Yeah, I think, um, you know, agencies like to use different different adjectives to describe themselves, uh, creative agency, video agency, you know, advertising agency, all of those things fall under the realm of marketing. So let's not forget that. And to just to emphasize, we call ourselves digital marketing agency. And, and just to emphasize that point that we we handle it all. Um, I think marketing is is pervasive in in everyone's everyday life. You can't go to the grocery store, you can't go for a drive down the street without being affected by by marketing and by someone's some company's marketing. And chances are, those companies used a marketing agency to get those images and those messages out right. in front of you. So you know the whole the whole idea of you know, we're a video or we're a photo studio. No, 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 no. We are a marketing studio, a marketing mm-hmm. agency, and we do it all under the sun. When you gave the analogy with the street tat, it just inst- instantly popped Times Square into my head because that's like a marketing yeah. machine. <laughs> oh, of course, yeah. With all the billboards and everything. It's, it's like a highlight reel of like right. that month's marketing all in right. one place. You get to see <laughs> some really good stuff. Well, I think even, you know, I, I was reading an article recently about uh, the design of pickup trucks in the United States. They specifically designed the front end of pickup trucks to be more appealing, more, that's what you look at. more powerful yeah. and muscular looking mm-hmm. as, you know, because people respond to that. So right. even the things driving down the streets are, right. you know, put together Absolutely. by a gr- wow. by a marketing agency. Yeah. Right. 
And even the other thing, I mean, we always talk about kind of the business side, obviously being a business podcast, but even a person, you know, snapping a picture of their friends and sticking it on their Instagram is still in its own way marketing. You know, they're still right. showing something off. They, it could be marketing themselves and, you know, kind of the life that they live. It could be marketing the business that they're in. Hey, guys, take a look at how, like, awesome this place is. Like, that's still marketing. You know, yeah, it's not directly selling you something. They're not, they have nothing to gain from it, but it's inherently marketing. Right. Um, you know, a blog, a piece that you're writing about something, whether good or bad, is still, you're still pushing something some sort of agenda. So this definitely applies, you know, outside of just kind of our multimedia world that we live in, um, you know, as an agency, it, it, it's, you know, directly, you know, representative of the same things that you do on an individual basis as well. Yeah, I mean, everybody's got a story to tell. And right. that's really what exactly. we're doing here. Mm -hmm. We're telling a story, whether you're an individual person, whether you're a brand, whether you're a conglomerate, you've got a story to tell. And that's what we do. Absolutely. All right. So moving on and, uh, Kevin and Ted, I want to save the creative and analytical process. I know we're going to talk about that. I'm going to save that for next episode because I want you guys Ooh. to have more time to talk about that. So we will <laughs> Tune save in next that time, so folks. you can um, have more time to talk <laughs> about it because I feel like that's a big topic. You right. know, like oh, talking absolutely. about how we go about things and both you just on a personal level. It's not, not, even not a, a five-minute segment so for sure. <laughs> let's save that for next time around. So sure. moving on to the question segment for Kevin and Ted. So we'll start out with Kevin. Yes. So Kevin um, – I know the ED is the first startup and even agency right. you know, that you have worked at. So I just wanted to hear your thoughts on what you thought about your first month and interacting with the clients and the team, like what you, how you thought everything was going. Sure. Yeah. Uh, so to give everybody and to give our faithful listeners a little background, <laughs> um, as I mentioned earlier, I've been working in marketing around eight years, um, seven and change, but we'll round up. Um, I started out uh, a few months after college working as a marketing associate at a manufacturing company. They did business to business and business to, uh, to client directly. Um, after that, I spent a little bit of time in higher education and between those, you know, freelancing here or there. Um, and then I ended up here. Um, so having said that, I, it's absolutely a culture shock. Um, you know, I, I started working in manufacturing, which is an extremely blue-collar, get it done, mm -hmm. get it done quickly type of environment. Right. Um, and then I went over to a community college, which is, you know, the exact opposite, a very white-collar, right. let's look at the numbers, let's look at the analytics, let's run it up the flagpole, and the flagpole keeps going up, mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> and make the decisions there. So um, uh, it's it's been it's been interesting. I mean, it's... I, I will say, as somebody who's been on the client side, you know, uh, working with marketing agencies, I'm used to dealing with a lot of account managers right. and uh, uh, getting this response. Oh, I'll, I'll check with the web guys and I'll let you know. Um, and that's not how things operate here because right. <laughs> we are the web guys. Yeah, like right, Andrew exactly. said, you turn to your left and you've got them right there. Exactly. So it's 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 awesome in that it's it's totally flat. We all have different experiences. We all bring it to the table and we all collaborate. Um, and you don't have the the different levels of not to use bureaucracy because that's kind of a negative term. But when we we're talking about community college, it was bureaucracy. <laughs> but but um, you know where it, you 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 you're able to be more flexible right. and reactive when things change for a client. You're able to do that immediately. Mm -hmm. You're able to address those concerns directly, and you don't have to worry about getting it through board approval. Mm -hmm. I mean, we know what's best for our clients. We're able right. to make those recommendations, and we go out and we get it done. Mm -hmm. So, um, I mean, 
I've been here for a month. It's very refreshing <laughs> to be able to do that. Um, the clients are very awesome. They're very straightforward people. They just, you know, they're not running you around, changing, right. moving the goalposts or mm -hmm. anything like that. Yeah. Um, they know what they need for their business to succeed. I mean, especially right now, you know, everybody's hurting a little bit, but um, they come to us, they say, this is the area where we're struggling and we get Help to, we get right to work on it. All right. So it's oh, awesome. I love that answer. That was a good one. Thanks. Um, so <laughs> I worked on, on it a little bit. <laughs> so moving on to Ted. So. Ted, how do you measure success in the world of digital marketing? Because I, I think there's a lot of different ways to measure success. Um, obviously, numbers matter a lot, but we know as an agency that it's a lot more than just a number. So I wanted you to kind of dive into how you, how you personally define success um, when it comes to the world of digital marketing. Sure. Yeah. Um, I think, you know, on a high level, I think if you're, if you're increasing and driving interaction, engagement and sales for your, for your company or your business, or, if, you know, if EDE is doing it, doing it for one of our clients, I think that that is going to, you know, define whether your marketing has been a success and if it continues to be a success, um, that's kind of the high level. And it's like, well, well, how do you, you know, easier said than done, how, how do you measure that specifically? And you can get, the good thing about digital marketing is that in the digital world, everything is tracked. Um, there's analytics and numbers behind literally everything, um, more than you can probably imagine or even want to imagine. Um, you know, clicks, comments, shares, likes, engagements, impressions, I mean, traffic every everything you can think of when you're in a digital space everything is tracked so that's how you specifically uh measure your success um you take benchmarks where on where you started and you let some time go by you put in your efforts in marketing you try to optimize things as you go and then you take another benchmark and you measure you know what what's the change what what improved or what decreased and then you kind of strategize on how you can improve that. You know, I've been on both sides and I think, you know, in every marketer's world, there's been times when things have decreased and, mm -hmm. and you have to explain to the client sure. that like, here's the reason why it could be something, um, it could be something technical, like perhaps the user interface on your website wasn't friendly enough, or it could be something completely out of your control. Right. For instance, I mean, I think we all know the best example of that is the is COVID, COVID hitting. I mean, that threw a wrench in absolutely everything. That was what they what they call uh, in the legal world a, um, a, a, an act of God because mm -hmm. no one saw it coming. Mm -hmm. um, so stuff like that. I mean, even something as trivial as a local event. Uh, perhaps your football team won uh, this this weekend. And because of that, your business was affected. Perhaps, um, perhaps uh, you're, you sell you sell jerseys at the at the sports shop right next to the stadium. So um, you know, if your football team lost, your sales would go down. You know, things like that that are pretty much beyond your control. That's going to have effect on on the effectiveness of your marketing. Um, but yeah, I think to get down again, I keep saying this term, the nitty gritty, it, it really is so in depth, um, the analytics on the numbers that are behind everything. And, and it's, it's a constantly evolving thing. It's never set it and forget it. What worked last month may not work this month or next month. Um, and it's up to us as marketers, uh, to kind of look at that and evaluate 
um, you know, what changed, what we could be doing better, what, what didn't work right. and, and re, you know, reconfigure our marketing plan to, to improve the numbers and improve the ROI and improve the effectivity of, uh, of the marketing agenda. Absolutely. Another great answer. <laughs> He's full um, of them. He's really good. I'm <laughs> feel a little a little stood up right now. Yeah. <laughs> um, He's had a lot of practice for sure. Yeah. All right. So moving on to our story slash lesson of the week. So, Kevin, this is your first podcast. And yes. what we do at the end of each podcast is we give the opportunity if anyone has like a a story or lesson. Um, it doesn't have to be from this week. We say of the week. Um, sure. Because the episodes are per week. But if you have a story or lesson of the week that you want to share with the audience doesn't even have to be the, like, usually it's not even related to the topic that has to do with the podcast. That's kind Um, of my fault sometimes. (laughs) No, I mean, just in general, not just you, but, um, um, then, you know, we give everyone the chance to say that. So Andrew, Ted, do you guys want to start out? Do you guys have any of you have a story that you want to tell this week? We don't have any cool, like music to ring in the story (laughs) of the week segment. So I have a story, actually. Okay. Uh, I'm going to start off. So currently sitting in front of me, or holding, I'm holding it in my hands now. You won't be able to see it, obviously, if you're listening to this. But if you are watching this, and you will, I have a Sony a7 III body. Um, now, this is actually one body that we've had for a pretty long time. Um, and it breaks off into two different stories. So today, I went out and bought another one of these bodies. And the person that I met who was selling it was actually a fantastic photographer and cinematographer. Um, who does a bunch of weddings and car videos and all these different things. And I'm talking to him and immediately, you know, I start talking about some of the more technical stuff so that we can talk about, you know, you know, things that are more interesting to us and not just the common folk. And he immediately recognizes that I too know what I'm doing and, you know, know my way around a camera. And we talk back and forth and he says, well, what do you do? And I tell him about Everyday Espo and I tell him about Everyday Studios and podcasts and stuff like that. Um, and you say, you know, I told him that we're always looking for uh, work. We're always looking for talented, you know, young individuals. He said, oh, well, that I've got. I'm an admin for this big Facebook group of like New Jersey, New York. There's like 15,000 people and it's super active. He's like, there's constantly conversations all day long. And everyone in there is like a photo video guy. Um, they're all like, you know, freelance. Um, a lot of these guys are full time. Like they're really good guys, like really serious stuff. You know, let me throw you in that group. Um, so from there, and I think even Matt went as far as to reach out and see if we can get an interview with him because he said that he would be interested in, you know, seeing what we're about um, and stuff like that. But just uh, such a simple little thing of like buying a camera, um, given the right kind of opportunity and really just like opening your mind and your heart to kind of the situation that you're in can really lead to some, uh, you know, to, to some really great connections. And, you know, just like that, I'll be able to find, you know, all these different people and connect with all these different people that I wasn't able to. Absolutely. And then the second part that I want to quickly describe is he told me that the camera body that he had, he obviously used it for weddings professionally, stuff like that. It's constantly getting used. Um, and it was pre-ordered when the a7 III first came out. So it's been around for like, what, four years? I think an a7 III is like 16 or 17, 16, mm-hmm. something like that. Had it for four years. I mean, it is perfect absolutely perfect condition and he's always kept really good care of it and there's been gaffing uh, gaffing tape actually on the camera everything was taped up completely just to prevent any part of the body from getting scratched over the logo over the sides of the bottom of it where you slide it into a tripod and i'm comparing this four-year-old camera to our what about one-year-old a7s um you know and we take really great care of our stuff um and it's you know, as good, if not better in some cases, just because of how well taken care of it was. So, you know, the second part is protect your investment, but definitely, uh, 
you know, it's some interesting stuff, and we run into this stuff all the time. Um, so that's, you know, my weekly portion for uh, for today's episode. I was going to go a little more sentimental and say, cherish the things you love. Oh, there folks. we go. Of course. <laughs> and for me, that would be anything with Sony written on it. <laughs> Ted, you have any, any story or lesson of the week? Um, yeah, I think... Uh, I'm trying to, you know, you mentioned you mentioned that and I didn't really have anything pre-planned before we got started. So I'm trying to think of stuff that has that has happened recently. Um, first and foremost, my team won the Stanley Cup, so hey. uh, go Tampa Bay. <laughs> <laughs> um, but back to the digital the digital marketing stuff, um, you know, and Andrew Andrew brought up some ideas about camera, and that got my my brain going. I was on a shoot recently for a client where we were doing a promo and um and we were kind of doing like a company pitch video Mm -hmm. um and i had you know i had written the script for them and uh you know it was probably four to six weeks in the making uh all culminating to this one day shoot um of of about four to five hours which in itself is kind of a a very quick fast-paced shoot to begin with but um you know the the CEO of the company. He had some some last minute changes to the script the night before, um, so much in fact that he wanted to cancel the shoot that we had been planning for four to six weeks. So, you know, I, I eased him out. I said, you know, we can do it. You know, it's fine. We have this on the books. Let's just get it out of the way. You'll be a lot more relieved when it's when it's all said and done. We can take your changes into account, and and we'll just we'll run with it. Um, but you know, looking back, that really that really threw a wrench in our in our process, in our video production process, and just being on set there the the next day after he after he had made all these changes to the script. Um, so it really reminded me that you have to be nimble and you have to be agile because I don't think I've ever been on any creative project, let alone a shoot, uh, you know, that hasn't had some hiccups, some unforeseen hiccups that you really need to handle um at the last minute or what i call have a knee-jerk reaction to in the best way possible Mm -hmm. so so i think the lesson that i learned from this is that no matter how much planning that you put into projects there's there's chances are there's going to be something that really throws a wrench whether it's a small little wrench or a huge big deal um, that you're going to have to react to and it's it's best if you if you know how to do that calmly and effectively um, without letting without letting the client know that you might be losing your mind in the back of your head, mm-hmm. you, you got you have it <laughs> under control, you know. Um, so just be prepared for that. And like I said, it's not only it's not only limited to, to video productions, but but pretty much every creative creative process. I mean, to take another example, you know, the, there's there's uh, marketing companies out there that will do two hundred three hundred thousand dollar logos for giant multinational brands. And, you know, these logos that to, to you and I just look like one small little simple graphic take months, sometimes years of planning to be in the making. Um, and there's a huge team on both sides, on the marketing agency sides and on the companies that the client side that are that are making decisions and that are putting in their two cents. So, um, you know, chances are there's going to be a clash or some sort of um butt of heads uh on the on the decision makers ends where Mm -hmm. you know you're gonna have to learn you're gonna have to know how to deal with that and deal with it effectively and smoothly so i think that's the lesson the takeaway is to to just be prepared 
because so many unforeseen things come up and you just have to be agile and, and nimble when that happens. Ted, I feel like Ted's been holding the story and you can see the steam coming out of his <laughs> he, Yeah, he's, I wasn't really prepared with the story and then he just <laughs> knocks it out of the park. <laughs> <laughs> no, actually, so um, that happened like 12 years ago and I'm just I'm just li- reliving that moment. Oh, wow. Ted, oh, is, just it, kidding. is this personal? Do you want to name the CEO on air? Or is there a- <laughs> name names, let's do it. So, no, no, no. <laughs> all right. So that's pretty much wrapping it up for this episode. To give the audience a sneak peek in the next week episode, it's going to be titled If I Had a Million Dollar Budget. Now, um, we're, we're, we are not entirely sure the guests that are going to be on there yet, um, but we're, we're hoping we can get that sealed up. That is going to be an amazing conversation. Um, either way, with whoever we can have now, on there. That's a lot of money. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, and also a couple shout-outs. First off to Uncle Vinny, listening all the way from Florida. Uh, second off to the Everyday Brand team for their constant dedication and on their work ethic that's going towards specifically also, well, more more so Joe back there behind the soundboard. He's waving to us correctly. Joe on the ones and twos. <laughs> and last but not least to the amazing Assured Universe team, Ming and Mike, we say it all the time. They're just a great group of people, and they run a great podcast studio. That's right. It's more than a podcast studio. It's a community. This is probably the coolest space I've been yeah. in, in. Other than our office. Well, yeah, of course. Of course. Other than our but, own uh, office. Um so yeah, and lastly for everyone, uh, if you want to check, you know, check out EDP online, uh, our website is everydaypodcast.biz. That's B-I-Z at the end, and our social media for Facebook is Everyday Podcast FB, and our Instagram is Everyday Podcast IG. All right, Kevin, Ted, thanks for coming on tonight. We will definitely be talking more things digital marketing, uh, and I'm sure Ted will find his way on the next week's episode. <laughs> so Ted, we'll see you next week. Thanks All for right, having us. Thanks for listening. <laughs>